Joined now by one of our quarterbacks, the pride of Washington, Raiders, just to name a few. And of course, <laughs> wearing his UCLA blue today, fresh, fresh uh, out, of, out of the hospital and rehab. He made the trip here, uh, so happy, and he's looking great off the knee surgery. The one and only Jay Schrader, Super Bowl champ himself, in the house What's up, QB? Not much. How are you guys doing? You missed me last week? We did. Yeah. We did. I miss. We'll tell you a story later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stories for later are always the best. Well, but uh, Mar- Marco wanted to let uh, you know and everyone know that uh, he was 3-0 and last week. Like three it and it, it, last it week. only took him seven and a half seconds to Dude, start the show, show on Monday to say. Fire that off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. So we, so Marco obviously had the under in that bet. So. <laughs> and then, yeah. and you, you busted my stones saying the week before I didn't say anything till 17 minutes into the show. The show. It's true. Right. Right. It's, it's because true. you two guys were on me the whole first 17 <laughs> minutes. For we were giggling because we knew we had dinner coming. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a chance to talk. <laughs> oh, too funny. Uh, yes, Marco went 3-0 and last weekend, so congratulations, my friend. Very, very nice. Yeah. Uh, best bets coming. Uh, at the bottom of uh, this hour, uh, Jay's got his picks. He's ready to rock. I'm ready to roll. Okay. Wearing one of mine. And and uh, Marco is done in his Jacksonville Jaguar shirt. It, it sounds like another dinner bet because I'm yeah. just going to go the other way right there. I'm just going to. There it, it is. is. All right. There it is. Okay. We, we cannot have a week go by without dinner bets. That's so, right. I mean, that's, that's right. It's just the tradition that we have here. All right. John Murray's going to join us at the bottom of the hour, too. Just a uh, quick visit with him to talk about uh, the lines that are moving and shaking. As we know, we We've got a lot of line movements, uh, especially with uh, the games with uh, the heavy favorites. And then also, as we talked about, the Chargers in Jacksonville, where Jacksonville opened the favorite, and now the Chargers are a two-point favorite. All right, so best bets coming your way a little bit later on. But uh, the quarterback, Jay Schrader, in the house. Jay, want to talk with you about uh, Derek Carr. We always like to, to talk Raiders with you, and we know that Derek Carr said goodbye to Raider Nation uh, in a tweet, a uh, long, thought-out uh, statement that, that he wrote. Uh, emotional as you, you know, we talked about it on the show, you know, yesterday and the day before. Uh, give us your thoughts when you when you heard Derek, you know, pen what he penned here. And let me just before I get your opinion here, and I don't know if you, you know this or anybody knows this, but remember at the last press conference of the season, we heard Josh McDaniel say that there was going to be a conversation with him, Dave Ziegler, and Derek Carr, and probably even Mark Davis, to decide you know, right. what was going to happen. Because remember, there he said... Still, there was still an open door. There was an open door. I think he said, he goes, this isn't finality uh, of it whatsoever. And so he did say, when he was questioned, uh, Josh McDaniels, that they were going to have a conversation. When Derek releases this statement that says, hey, thank you, Oakland. Thank you, Las Vegas. Thank you, my former teammates. Thank you, everybody. But I still got a lot of football left in me to play, and uh, it's just not going to be here. Do you think that came from a conversation that he that they actually had, that Derek had with either Josh and Dave and, and Mark? Or is this just... You know, Derek, the emotions are are coming out, and he just wants to get out in front of this. Well, it's a combination of things. Uh, I don't think it came from a conversation uh, Mm -hmm. because the conversation had been had, and then they were like, Derek, go away. And I think Derek had some time to think to himself, Mm -hmm. you know, to get away from the situation, think about it. 
and then come to the conclusion, I'm going to get out in front of this, okay? And yes, I said some things about being loyal to the Raiders, which was all fantastic and everything else. And the bottom line, this was a business decision by the Raiders to sit him down. Now Derek's making a business decision and saying, look, my playing days are not done, but they are done here. We're going to move on. We're going to find somewhere different to go uh, in, in that regard. So I think it's just Derek having a chance to sit down for a few days, emotionally collect his thoughts, and you know probably sit with his agent and go, look, we're, we're going to move on. It's, even if he does come back, even if he is the starter, it's always, he'll always be looking over his shoulder. Yeah. You know, it's one of those. I think he's just going to make a clean cut. So I think he jumped out in front of it. And, and that's what's a little unusual about the situation because, again, Nothing has come from McDaniels or the Raiders organization. They have not officially cut him. Remember, he is still a member of the Raiders. He's still on their roster. Now, here are the options for the Raiders. The deadline for them to cut Derek Carr is February the 15th. Okay, If they don't do that before then, then Derek Carr is going to get his full salary of $32.9 million and then next year's salary of seven point five. So, you know, something is, is going to happen here. But here is the, the caveat, too, that you know Derek Carr has a no-trade clause in his contract, which means if he doesn't like where the Raiders, if the Raiders are planning on trading him, he can veto that thing. And I don't think he's going to do the Raiders a right. solid uh, as well, too. So this isn't as clear-cut. This isn't a situation where, okay, the Raiders have announced they're moving on or whatever. They haven't said anything, but Derek is saying, okay, I want to be a Raider for life, this and that. Okay, now I need to get away from the team. It's a mutual agreement the last two weeks of the regular season not to be a distraction. But now he comes out the moment the season's over and saying, okay, I'm done. I'm out of here. Yeah, I think there's, um, you know, how the NFL works is Derek hasn't had a conversation with the Raiders, but I'm sure there's a list of six or seven teams that have made their way to the Raiders where, yes, let's take a look at these and see what we can do. There's a lot of teams that would love to have no question. Derek Carr mm-hmm. is no their question. quarterback. I mean, he right would be now. an upgrade no over question. probably, you know, 50% of the quarterbacks well, in, in the league, right? Let me ask you one thing right now, whether you know, Tua is healthy or whatever, you don't think he would be a fit down in Miami? Yes, he would. Think about that. Yeah, with those weapons. With those weapons? Yeah. I mean, come on. You know, there there are spots, Marco, as you said, that, that he could go and, and play and the step Jet, right in. The Jets are another team that are close to the playoffs. They're a quarterback away. but is And, is and the owner has come out and said, that's the piece we need. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it still is the Jets, guys. It's, it's still, still the it's Jets. Just, but it's, it's more still so that ownership. And, Derek uh, Carr, we saw he, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Yep. Right. I don't know that New York is the, the market <laughs> for for him. I mean, yeah. we've seen it you know, in all sports, but you know, baseball. Some pitchers yeah. go to New York, they're great, and they, they can't handle the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and, and it doesn't matter if it's the Giants or the Jets, or it doesn't matter if it's the Knicks or the Nets, or it doesn't matter right. you know, if it's the Mets or the Yankees. I mean, you, you're getting that pressure. You know? uh, so speaking of Tua, you know, the Tua injury, so it's official. Tua is, is not going to play this weekend. Obviously, that's affected the, the line here in Buffalo now, a 13.5 point choice here. But Bigger picture here is that Miami seems to be very fearful that this injury is is more than it is. And I know that Tua would like to downplay it, even though he's not. Right. He's really not, not speaking. But, you know, when you're talking about concussions here, this is really a troubling story. I mean, I think this is a, a big, big story that not a lot of people are really 
you know, talking about here because even though he may be ready to play, the Dolphins may not sign off on, on allowing him to play right. because remember, they the NFLPA wanted the doctor who cleared him initially fired. And so the, I think the Dolphins are on this verge of embarrassment here where they do not want to send this guy out, even right. if he is healthy, because, well, if he gets another concussion, he's going to be labeled. And, Jay, you may, may remember this story. Uh, I remember it pretty well because Javid Best, remember him, the running yeah. back? He, he, yep. he went to Cal, and he was a draft pick of the Detroit Lions going back to you know 2011. And to me, this that was a terrible story. But... Because of that story, NFL teams have reacted the way that now we're seeing the Dolphins. And just kind of recant what happened. So he was drafted in 2010 by the Lions. Um, signed a five-year contract. At that point in time, $9.8 million. Uh, there were high hopes for him. He's one of the top running backs coming out of college. In 2011, on his second carry in a preseason game, he suffered a concussion. Um, came back and played in October. Had 178 yards rushing uh, in a game against the Bears. In that game, he had an 88-yard touchdown. The next week, he plays San Francisco. He suffered another concussion. That was the last game he ever played. played. Yep. The last game he ever played, he was placed on IR. Never played in 2012. Never played in 2013. He thought he was ready to go. The Lions put him through all kinds of tests. Yeah. They finally released him. And he was never, ever cleared to play football again. And no other team was willing to pick him up. It had a kind of the signs for different reasons, of course, like Colin Kaepernick. You know, once somebody says, okay, you know, but Tua, this could be this. This is what I'm thinking. You agree with that? I do agree with that. I think you're spot on. This is is a very delicate situation. Mm -hmm. Number one for the Dolphins. They don't want to be seen as the team that throws them out there again. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because he's already, they've already been through that. So they're going to be overly cautious. But on, you know, looking at Tua, is he going to play again? Should he play again? You know, is the question. You know, I know he feels good, but Look, I'm telling you, a couple of those weren't really all that hard hit. So if you know anything, you know, your brain wiggles back and forth in there. And once it happens, it's more susceptible to happen, you know, more often. And then the more often it happens, the more chances you're talking about neurological damage and everything else. So uh, it's really it's a sad story, but I I tend to believe you. I mean, Dolphins are going to be overly protective and I'm not sure we'll see two again. As crazy as that sounds, because this is a guy that they they drafted to be the franchise quarterback for, you know, 10, 12 years. And, you know, but right now Miami does not want to be in this position that they're in right now being scrutinized, saying, oh, we put him out, this and that. Well, we know. And again, I mean, Tua is labeled as a risk factor right now. Right. He's He's a major risk. So you've got that situation going now on the flip side, back to the playoffs. You've got Lamar Jackson with Baltimore. This guy hasn't practiced in over six weeks. 17 practices this guy has missed. I don't know if you guys heard the Sammy Watkins, what Sammy Watkins said today. You know, Sammy, you know, just joined this team. And obviously, Sammy Watkins wants, he, he wants a ring. He wants to go yeah. win the playoffs. And he basically came out and said, like, hey, man, you know, a lot of us play injured. And you need to suck it up. And I'm paraphrasing. Right. This isn't the quote what he said. But, you know, this locker room now in Baltimore 
we're sounding it's sounding to me like okay there's some friction in the locker room like okay we're at playoff time here now and, and we got we get it you want this contract you you don't have an agent you want to represent yourself you know it's kind of like the Derek Carr situation well, we don't want him to get hurt so we don't have to pay him and now is Lamar saying well you know I, I, I I'm not healthy I'm not ready to go right. but then Baltimore's not saying like okay get out there I mean, his teammates are saying, man, I think you're well enough to play. Yeah. I mean, what is that like? That's a tough spot, okay? And, you know, I I don't pretend to know the whole yeah. story. Uh, here's my thought on it is, is he healthy enough to play, you know, go out and give it whatever he can to help the team? We don't know because he's saying he's not. it's not healthy enough. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's the case, he's been out for six weeks. If something needs to be done to that knee – surgically or something you just lost six weeks of rehab in the offseason now we're going to deal with this all offseason along with the contract along with you know everything else and he's going to draw this thing out where he puts baltimore in a situation next year again where they may not have a quarterback because are they going to draft a quarterback this year you know are they going to take that and say hey look our guy's hurt you know do we go up and get somebody it's a tough spot and we may never know. And you know, two weeks after the season, if he's in having surgery, maybe there's something more to the knee than we know. Right. Or, hate to say it, if he had a contract, would he be out there this week? Right. I, if he I, had the contract, I think it. absolutely he would be. Yeah. 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 I, I do too. I do too. If and he, that's what I think has the locker room divided. Right. Because if, everybody there's, else. You know, well, there's, like, there's probably ten guys in the locker room in that situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a contract. My butt's out playing. And, you know, look, at this point in the season, ain't nobody healthy. (laughs) There's not. Okay. And if you are, that just means that you just got picked up and you haven't played the previous 17 weeks. You know, so uh, nobody's healthy at this point in time. And uh, you have to play with injury, uh, you know, but you have to be able to know the difference between when you're physically not able to play with the pain you know, until it's detrimental to your health in the long term. What about moving on from it? I would say Derek Carr is an upgrade. He doesn't have the running ability that Lamar Jackson does, but I think Baltimore win, wins more games this year with Derek Carr. I agree with you. And how, oh, yeah. and how no about question. that relationship of, of John Harbaugh and Derek Carr? Yeah. That, that, I mean, on just off the top of the head, or that looks pretty good. Sounds yeah. pretty good, right? And that's one of the things we heard about Derek is he wants to go where there's somewhere stable, mm-hmm. head coach ownership, Right. That's man, Baltimore. Does, that's Baltimore. There's nothing, you know. There's nothing there to mm. to give you any indication. There's not. And Harbaugh has always stood by mm. Lamar Jackson. He's like, he's our guy. We're gonna go this way. And you know, they built an offense. It's different than most NFL offenses, but they built an offense for him to be successful. All right. Jay Schrader in the house with us here at the Superbook, the Westgate Las Vegas Football Friday. Marco D'Angelo in the house as well too. We talked about Saturday's games. Let's talk about Sunday's games, especially with these two teams we've just been talking. About. It's going to start Sunday morning, Miami and Buffalo. We've seen this line open at 7, 7.5, raised up to 13.5 now. It's it's all Bills action. Uh, again, Skylar Thompson, your third-string quarterback, going for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Marco, I asked you in hour one if the 9.5 of San Francisco scares you. Does the 13.5 scare you <laughs> off of the Buffalo Bills? It does scare me because we've seen Buffalo – too often let teams hang around this year. And last week was a really emotional game for Buffalo. And I mean, you run the opening kickoff back. Yeah, how about that? Okay, it's like, you know, you can't draw up a movie script like that. 
what's it going to be like this week? And if they do score two quick scores, do they take their foot off the gas? That's my only concern with Buffalo. That's probably the one game I'm not going to be involved with this week. I don't trust Miami, but I don't trust you know Buffalo to win by two touchdowns. How many times have we seen them in the fourth quarter? You know, a couple times. You know, the Jet game and, and even the last Miami game. If you look at the stats, they dominated Miami in that snow cold night. You know, uh, mm-hmm. but yet Miami was able to get that last you know meaningless touchdown and cover the spread. That's a little bit of a concern. Not a chance for Miami. I think. Right. I think you know it's thirteen. I wouldn't be surprised if if they win by seventeen twenty. I see, really wouldn't. I I, 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 I kind of see like a forty two to, to thirteen or forty two seventeen. Yeah, I really yeah, do. I really do. Buffalo's yeah. defense is just really really good. Yeah. Um, and Miami's got nothing offensively with their you know third string quarterback now, yeah. and just uh, they're just they barely got by last week. Mm-hmm. You know, let's yeah. you know they're not playing very good football. So I see Buffalo going going and getting that thing done. Mm-hmm. 130. We go back to the NFC Giants and the Vikings, a game that I think is a, is a is a coin flip game and I just think that anytime the Vikings are in a game, it's a coin flip game even though that you know it's a tough place to play. They have a great home field advantage, but we we saw how close this game was when they played on Christmas Eve. You know, they won at, at, at the end on a 61-yard field goal. The Vikings played tons of close games. <laughs> And and the Giants, their saving grace is probably their defense. For me, this is a hard game to handicap. What do you think, Mr. Kirk Cousins over there? <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> you, you, you President Kirk Cousins fan club. I don't know if, if between you, me, and Steve Berline, who is the the most anti Kirk Cousins? You know, it's it's unbelievable. But I, I'm going to go with the Vikings in this game just because I think they're overall built to be here more than the Giants at this point. Now, I think the Giants are probably a year or two away. They're figuring it out, okay, and which is good. Um, but I just don't see them beating Minnesota this week. It's going to be close. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, yeah, which Kirk Cousins and which which half are you going to get the good Kirk Cousins? <laughs> I'm going to go this week and say we're going to get them in the second half. So they may be down by 10 at halftime, and I think they end up winning the game. What do you think about Wink Martindale is one of the better defensive coordinators, yeah. right? Came over from Baltimore with the Giants. We know the Giants have had some injuries on the defense side of the ball, but he has some packages that could, I'm thinking, could frustrate Cousins and confuse Cousins. Analyze that offense with Minnesota against the Giants' D. Well, you're right. Wink Martindale, what he does is uh, I love when these defensive coordinators come out and they show blitz and they drop the DNs and bring backers. I love that because as a quarterback... I was going to say, as a quarterback, you don't love that. As, as, as a quarterback, you're like, where did that big sucker come from? Yeah. You know, Because you're not expecting it. Yeah. Um, so you've got to go in with your eyes wide open. And, and I think sometimes that frustrates Kirk Cousins because I don't think he processes anything new uh, that happens that week very well. I think it takes him a little while. He's not a Tom Brady, oh, that's what you're doing. Let's go here. You know, he's a... Oh, 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 you know, what is that? It takes him a little while. So that's why I think the Giants are going to hang around. But I think he'll eventually figure it out. What do you think about history has shown over recent years that first-year quarterbacks in the playoffs do struggle? Yeah. And I'm with you. I'm on Minnesota for that reason in this game. We know the Minnesota defense is Horde. They right. got to score a lot of points right. and ho- hope to hold on. And that's why the advanced metrics guys are all against Minnesota because they have this great gaudy record, but yeah. they're losing the battle in the stats. 
But you know what? They the scoreboard is yeah. what you get graded on, right. and this line's three. Right. You're asking them to just basically and he, win. And here's basically what I've what I put mine on, Marco. Is I, when Kurt Cousins is at his best is is when he's down and just being a gunslinger. And Minnesota's got some weapons. Okay, oh, I mean Jefferson. they can they, yeah. they can score and put up a bunch of points in a hurry, as we as we've seen. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know every now and then. But so. Yeah, I think it's going to be – if you're having an emotionally bad day, don't watch that game if you're invested because you're going to go up and down, you know, 15 times. I really do. I think it's going to go back and forth, and you're going to go, what are you thinking? Why are you doing that? And then you're like, oh, that's the greatest play ever. And then what are you doing, you know, two minutes later? So uh, it's going to be a hard game to watch because I think there's going to be some ups and downs on both sides. Why did I just have a flashback – to the uh, Pac-12 championship game when we were oh, yeah. there, so when, when the Viking game was was on and I had the Vikings and it's that was dead in the water dead in the water, in the water. <laughs> just a, a J and, I are, and, then, you know, and then he shows me hey look they just scored and I'm like who scored and yeah. he's like, Minnesota there's time we're like oh my goodness yeah I mean that I, I, good thing I wasn't watching that game yeah. and you're right I don't know if I want to watch this game as well too right. but probably the that is the most least interesting game. For yeah, me on the weekend, I go. All right, Sunday night, Baltimore, without a quarterback. Tyler Huntley uh, ha- did practice uh, today, but he's got that tendonitis in his shoulder. So you got Anthony Brown could be their quarterback. He ch- tried last week. He was downright horrible against Cincinnati. Uh, we saw this line open six and a half. It's already up to nine. It's up to eight and a half right now. Maybe even climbing some more. Cincinnati, Baltimore. The talk obviously is that hey, that Baltimore defense is great, but this team can't score. How do, you, how do you look at this game? Uh, I think Cincinnati is going to make a statement and make a big statement that they are ready to roll, and they're, people are going to have to worry about them in the playoffs again just like they did last year because uh, I'm a fan of Joe Burrow, and I think he can sling it, and I think he's got the mentality to say, okay, here we go. We were close last year, and now we're going to get us over the hump. They played twice, first uh, early in the season. Baltimore won the game 19-16 in Baltimore. And then last week, obviously, yeah. Cincinnati rolled 27-13. Uh, to 13. Yeah, this is this one in the Buffalo game are my two least favorite games on the card this weekend because I like both favorites to win. Yeah. I just, you know, if Huntley goes and they're able to get the running game. Remember, they held out, you know, uh, Dobbins. Dobbins last yeah. week, you know, so that's something different. And ask you, Jay, how hard is it? We talked about, you know, beating the same team three times. It's it's actually a myth where everybody said, oh, it's so tough to. You get smacked twice. You can just as easily get smacked a third time. Been there, done that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so I. I just think Cincinnati. They had some. They had. They were another one that had something to prove last week. Did you see the first touchdown, the celebration? Yes, <laughs> I thought that was classless. Yes, I really did. Uh, you know, uh, I think that's just a slap. I don't think that was necessary. I think you can have a good time, but I thought that was classless coming out and going, "Hey, you know, the coin flip," you know, and then mentioning it and all that. So, um, but. I think Cincinnati has something to prove. I think they're a very good football team. And I just, I think Buffalo's just got too many injuries. And without Lamar, they're just, they can't score. They just, they just can't find a way to get the ball down the field. Um, The only thing, as you said, Marco, is they'll have a run game. So they'll shorten the game, which means less possessions. Um, But I don't think Joe Burrow really cares. Are you guys buying into the Baltimore defense 
and you buying into the the Baltimore has got a chip on their shoulder about what happened last week and everything of that nature, and they're saying, "Hey, man, we're you know we're, we're going to come smack them in the mouth." No, I'm not. I All think right. I think they got a dose of reality last weekend. <laughs> yeah, and I think the Lamar Jackson thing is actually a distraction. Right, yeah. It's clearly, yeah. you know, teammates. You always hear you 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 fight you know to the end, and Lamar Jackson looks like you know he's playing for me, and there's no I in team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. We got a Monday night football game, and uh, it's it's Dallas and Tampa Bay. For me, this is this is one that's kind of kind of hard to handicap. And I know that a lot of people, the public, will probably be on the underdog here. Tampa Bay is a home underdog, again coming out of that NFC South, which was so weak. But the Dallas Cowboys have been downright horrendous. Dak Prescott's been horrendous. Uh, how do you see this one, Jay? I see Tampa winning in the fourth quarter. Again. Again. Yeah. Again. Um, and look, Seems like that's the only way they can look, win. Well, look, it's what, seven, eight weeks in a row where Dak's thrown two, two yeah. picks? Yeah. You, you can't give Tom Brady a short field on a consistent, he knows how to win games. Let, you know, let's be honest. I'm not, I'm not a huge Tom Brady fan, but the guy just finds a way to win football games. All I got to say is when I turn in my tax form this year and I claim Jay is a dependent for all the meals that I'm buying him, the accountant's going to ask me why. We're going to be bucking heads again. <laughs> Two dinner bets. Two dinner bets. On a six-game slate. Let's go. Wow. I got to find a, a somewhere to get in there with you. It's a good you know? thing we're separated here. We come to blows before we get uh, Exactly. Uh, uh, this guy's record is, is pretty darn good it, against you. How does Tampa score enough points? Even, even though Dak makes mistakes, they're still scoring points, except last week. And I'm throwing last week's game oh, well, out. Except last week. Well, again, the only thing they had to play for was if Philly lost. Philly jumped out early. Yeah. Okay? And they weren't going to lose that lead to the Giants. You get a 14-point lead against the Giants who just clinched the week before. Yeah. Dallas had nothing to play for, in my opinion, last week. Why don't we throw this out? How do you feel about the under in this game? 45 and a half, two offenses that struggle, two very good defenses. Weather could be maybe a little bit of a concern, plus, again, close to the vest. Um, I don't know. It it seems like neither quarterback really throws the ball downfield as well, too. It's a correlated parlay for me. If you like Tampa, like Jay does, it's going to be a low-scoring game. If you like Dallas, like I do, it's going to be a higher-scoring game. Yep, I agree. All right. All right, we come back. We agreed on something. Uh, Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> no food bet there. 